بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن ولا أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين هم عن اللغو معرضون وقال سبحانه وتعالى في مقام آخر وإذا مروا باللغو مروا كراما صدق الله العظيم Respected and honorable elders, my young friends, mothers and sisters, <coughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Last week I mentioned a hadith from Jami'u Tirmidhi on the authority of Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He reported that a person asked the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that what admits most people into paradise what will be the thing which will admit most people into paradise and the prophet of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said number one the fear of allah being god conscious being mindful of allah and number two good character good etiquettes good manners there's one hadith to highlight the importance of good character, good akhlaq, good morals. Rasulullah says that a person who has good character can gain the same reward like a person who fasts during the day and spends the night during the night spends the night in, in worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine, a person fasts during the day and during the night he is worshipping Allah. That reward, another person who has good character can get, can get the same reward. In another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says that on the day of judgment, one of the things which will be extremely heavy on the scales, because we know our deeds will be weighed, our good deeds and bad deeds will be weighed on a scale and on the on the goods uh, on the side of the good deeds one of the things which will be very heavy will be a person's good character akhlaq then this person asked the second question which was and you probably must have guessed it that what will be the thing which will condemn most people to the hellfire what will be the thing which will be the reason of taking most people into the hellfire? That, that was the second question. And this, inshallah, we shall very briefly talk about this today. Because I also have to make an announcement after the talk as well, inshallah. And trying to stay within the frame time of the, t uh, the, the time as well, inshallah. We have to start iqamah at quarter past one, inshallah. So the person asked, that if these two things, yani the fear of Allah, taqwa and good akhlaq will be the two reasons which most people will enter paradise, then on the other side, what will be the things or the thing which will be the reason for most people entering the hellfire? 
So the first answer Rasulullah said is the mouth. What do we mean by the mouth? The tongue. The tongue. Because the tongue is inside the mouth. Let us just think for a moment and pause for a moment. The tongue will be one of the main reasons for people who will go into the hellfire. To understand this, we must take a step back and we must just quickly think and analyze what kind of things does the tongue say that will be the reason for a person to go into the hellfire. If we look at so many sins, they are connected to the tongue. Let's just mention a few. Lying. Yes, that is connected to the tongue. Backbiting. Ghiba. Slandering. Bohtan. Swearing. Using vulgar language. Yes, and the list can go on and on. So many sins if a person gives false testimony. Again, that's connected to the tongue as well. In the beginning of Surah Mu'minun, which is the beginning of the 18th Jews, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qad Allah says, Indeed, the believers have succeeded, have found salvation. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that what should be the qualities of a believer who shall find success and who shall succeed what qualities and attributes should the believer have so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this quality that quality that quality he mentions three three four five qualities if a person has these three four five qualities and implements them in his or her life then this person will be falah will be successful in this life and more importantly in the hereafter the hereafter which will be eternal and one of the qualities which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions is Those people who divert themselves, who turn away from laghwa. What is laghwa? Laghwa means something which is futile, something which is not beneficial at all. Futile. Futile. If there's futile talk or futile activity, you shouldn't participate. You should just turn away, mind your own business. Subhanallah, when I heard this today morning, one of the things which came to my mind straight away was the amount of time people spend on the social media browsing through people's, people's lives. They go on this person's account, that person's account, whether it's Instagram, or whatever it may snapchat whatever like people spend hours and hours looking at other people's lives how will you how will a person benefit in any way by looking at other people's lives and photos and time time story and life story how how will it benefit you in any way but people can spend hours and hours on snapchat instagram and generally on the social media 
totally wasting time, totally. Something which doesn't concern them, but yet they will waste their time. Allah Ta'ala says, the quality of a believer is that they turn away from such things which are idle, which are idle and which are futile. Don't involve yourself. That should be a quality of a believer. The second quality which will lead a person to the hellfire will be the private parts. The private parts. Or should we say the misuse of the private parts, subhanAllah. When I, when I read this hadith, another hadith came to my mind where the Prophet he was speaking and addressing his companions and he said that when a person benefits with his or her partner and they have intercourse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward them for that yes we all we all have read or heard this hadith so the companions were really surprised that you know a person is fulfilling his or her desires and Allah is rewarding them for that you know it crosses your mind so Rasulullah very beautifully said that if if that person was fulfilling his or her desire in an unlawful way in i.e. with another person who they are not contracted in nikah will they not be sinful so the companion said, yes, they will be sinful. They are committing zina and adultery. So Allah, you know, <laughs> look, how, look how kind and merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that we are, we are fulfilling our desires yet because we are doing it with our partners who we, we are contracted in nikah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his grace is rewarding us for that as well. Subhanallah, look how kind and merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And then after reading the, these two points, the mouth, the tongue, and the private parts, this probably will be predominantly the two factors, or the main two factors which will lead a person to the hellfire. Another hadith came to my mind where Rasulullah says that he who guarantees me that which is between their jaws or their cheeks and that which is between their thighs, then I will guarantee that, that I will guarantee that person Jannah. Subhanallah. In other words, if a person can safeguard their tongue and their private parts, safeguard it. Don't misuse it. Don't abuse it. Rasulullah says that on the day of judgment, I will be the guarantor for you. I will guarantee that you will enter Jannah. A lot can be said on this, but one thing we must remember, if a person is really serious in safeguarding his or her chastity and con controlling and their private parts, we have, to f we have to step back and think that how can I actually, what will help me, to, what will prevent me to even leading to that step? 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, if you look at Surah in Surah Bani Israel or Surah Al Isra, He says something very beautiful. Allah Ta'ala says, Wala taqrabu zina. Allah didn't say, Don't commit zina. Allah didn't say, Don't commit adultery. Rather, Allah said, Don't go near zina. What does that mean? That means, Don't go near those steps which will lead you to zina. That's what it means. Don't go, don't adopt the steps, or don't go near the steps which will take you to the path of zina. And one of the things which will help us to refrain from zina, adultery, and na'udhu billah, it is, it is extremely shameful to say it, but many, many people are in one form or another involved in zina, despite being married. One of the ways a person can prevent from zina is to control your gaze. Because if you think about it, where does everything start from? Where does everything start from? It starts from the eyes. Whether you are seeing this person in physic physically in, in real life or you are seeing this person on the screen, behind the screen. Yes or no? It's the eyes. If a person can control his or her eyes, and many people, they think that this law or this rule only applies to males. No, it's for females as well. Yani, it's not just that the males should control their gazes, it's the females as well. In the Quran, Allah says, and straight away in the next verse, Allah says, Both males and females should control and should lower their gazes. If a person, you know, if a person really tries, they, they are sincere, they make dua for Allah to help them, Allah will help them. It may take time, but wallahi, you will be saved from many, many, many sins. And you, be, you will be saved from many, many spiritual diseases and physical diseases as well. Spiritual diseases and physical diseases. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me, first of all, give you all the tawfiq ability to act upon the beautiful advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Inshallah, before we do the adhan a quick announcement which is that inshallah this sunday in our masjid it's important we use the word our masjid because this is not the imam's masjid this this is not the trustees masjid this is the masjid of everyone who attends whether it, even if you just attend on a friday it is still your masjid as well so inshallah in regards to our masjid there shall be a discussion a talk this Sunday after Isha which is at 7 o'clock and many people mashallah they have queries they have questions which they may not able to ask when they come to the masjid or they may they may not know who to ask some people you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted everyone with one skill or another everyone has some skills yes everyone has skills everyone 
so inshallah what shall be discussed is if you have any queries any questions inshallah you will able to ask the imam uh, the trustees who are the current trustees if you would like to volunteer now in terms of volunteering I was I was driving to to the masjid and I was thinking how can I highlight the importance of helping in, in the house of Allah yes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put it in my mind so I thought I'll share it with you if you look at the current king of Saudi Arabia and the previous kings who have passed away you probably would know they could have chosen any titles in front of their name yes they could have chosen any titles they wanted to have in front of their names do you know which titles they chose can anyone tell me thank you thank you mashallah khadimul haramain sharifain yani they could have chosen any titles in this world they were free they are the kings they can choose but they chose to have the title because they know that true honor is in serving the house of Allah the title is khadimul haramain sharifain the custodians or the people who serve the house of Allah. Haramain Sharifain means the, the Haram in Makkah and the Haram in Medina, which is I in the, the house of Allah. So they chose the title of being the servants who serve the house of Allah. Now let us think for a moment. They, they, they thought that it will be honorable and it is befitting that rather than having any other titles, let's have this title. To be the people who serve the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Re always remember always remember we are in need of serving the house of Allah Allah doesn't need us we need, we need Allah our mind and our attitude should always be that the masjid needs me sorry astaghfirullah yeah I need the masjid not the masjid needs me I need the masjid, the masjid doesn't need me. Once any masjid is erected and established, Allah will take work from anyone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes takes work from non-believers as well to serve his deen. Yes or no? He takes work from non-believers, he even takes work, work from animals as well. When Rasulullah was in the cave, what, what did Allah, who did Allah choose to be a means to protect Rasulullah Spider and birds. He, so Allah is not in need of us. We are in need of Allah. We are in need of the house of Allah. So we should, we should feel an honor to serve the house of Allah. How we can do this, whether you want to be a volunteer, whether you want to be uh, a member of the masjid whether you want to be a trustee of the masjid inshallah all these points inshallah will be discussed everyone is is, is is invited brothers and sisters everyone is invited so please do attend 